Hey folks, welcome to Venture Boldly, the podcast of the Discover Kalispell Chamber, your go-to source for all you need to know about what's happening in the business and local communities right here in Kalispell and the Flathead Valley. I'm your host, Drew Zagorski, and in this episode, we'll be hearing from House District 7 Representative Courtney Sprunger with an update on the latest progress on education, transportation, and other bills in the works at the 68th Montana Legislative Session. As a voice for business in the Flathead, the Kalispell Chamber has long been involved in rallying support for transportation initiatives, including the construction of the Highway 93 bypass and advocating for funding for improvements for Reserve Drive, and we're actively working on bringing together businesses with the education system to help develop the workforce of the future. Courtney Sprunger is a fifth-generation resident of the Flathead Valley and a proud graduate of Big Fork High School. Her roots run deep in Kalispell. Her family's tradition of community service dates back to the horse and buggy days, and it's a legacy she's excited to carry forward. Representative Sprunger has served on the Kalispell Chamber's board for seven years and as the board chair in 2021. She's also worked with organizations such as Flathead Area Young Professionals, Montana Ambassadors, the Conrad Mansion, Kalispell's Daybreak Rotary, and the Montana Public Relations Society of America. She's the current House District 7 representative, which encompasses the heart of downtown Kalispell, and she's also the CEO and founder of Big Sky Public Relations. Courtney also has two scent-happy beagles, one lovable Bernese mountain dog, and three horses with a mind all their own. And on top of that, she's the proud aunt of 13, yep, I said 13, nieces and nephews. So sit tight for a minute as we learn a bit about our sponsors, and I'll be back with my conversation with Representative Courtney Sprunger. In the fall of 2002, four Flathead River raft guides saw an opportunity to make a difference. The group launched Nomad Global Communication Solutions with a simple but important goal, keeping people connected. Two decades later, Nomad GCS builds cutting-edge mobile operations centers for public safety, disaster response, healthcare, telecom, and defense for customers like NASA, FEMA, Verizon, and every branch of the United States military. At Nomad, the world's most advanced mobile operations centers are designed, manufactured, and integrated. One look at the -the state-of-the-art equipment, jaw-dropping projects in progress, and you'll understand why Nomad GCS was voted Best Manufacturer and Runner-Up Best Employer in the Daily Interlakes 2022 Best of Flathead Awards. If you'd like to learn more and work for Nomad GCS, go to nomadgcs.com. If you want connection with other businesses, to be at the heart of the Kalispell and Flathead business community, to support action for creating a vibrant, thriving, growing climate, not just for your business, but for our entire business community, you want to be part of the Kalispell Chamber. As a catalyst for business growth, a convener of business leaders and influencers, and a champion for Kalispell and the entire Flathead community, becoming part of the Kalispell Chamber is an investment in the future of your business and our community. To learn more about becoming a partner of the Chamber, call 406-758-5054. Again, the number's 406-758-5054 or go to kalispellchamber.com. So, Courtney, thanks for uh, joining me today for today's conversation and welcome to Venture Boldly. Um, to start off, I'd really kind of like for folks to get to know you a little bit more. You're a successful entrepreneur as a CEO of Big Sky Public Relations, and your family has really deep roots in the Flathead. So tell me a little bit about the firm. And I'm what I'm really kind of curious about here is to find out if that work helped to motivate you to get into politics 
Or was it your family's deep roots? Or probably both, maybe? I don't know. Why don't you fill us in? Right. So I own a company called Big Sky Public Relations. We specialize in a niche of public relations called public involvement. And that means that we provide services that ensure our government agencies are transparent, they're engaged, Mm, and they're educating and informing their communities, especially as they're driving like large community change projects. So we do a lot with transportation, infrastructure, um, but we also work in areas like natural resources. And we have a few clients that are adjacent, um, such as the logging associations and the construction associations that have lots of impact. So. What I found when I actually went to run for office is there was a very, very similar style of outreach. Uh, so it came it came in really handy around my campaigns. But I think that doing all this work in between the government and the people did certainly raise some interest for me in being a part of this, the long-term solutions that we needed mm-hmm. for our communities. And I've always just been interested in it. From my standpoint, it was an, a larger opportunity to take leadership in serving the community um, and showing up and, and driving change that that folks are saying we need it. So that was a big part of it. But functionally, it's a way of life in our family to serve. I My grandma was okay. the first female justice of the, of the peace in Montana. Wow. How about um, that? She, yeah. And she also received the, we've renamed it now, but at the time it was called the Great Chief Award. And she was the first woman to receive the Kalispell Chambers Great Chief Award back in 1981. So it's a pretty special thing. She set the the standard there. In the middle, my dad was a high school teacher for 30 years. Uh, He served our students and our families. My mother taught uh, every different kind of um, Sunday school, which I think if anybody, if we're talking about the real service, that's my mom, right? The Sunday school teacher. Uh, And it's a thankless job. And then before that, really, our family came and broke ground. They tilled the soil and uh, they were a a foundational part of community here at the beginning of kind of what we know to Kalispell to be now. Okay. So it was almost destined that you were going <laughs> to, you were going to pull the trigger and run for office. Well, I, you know, I, my dad's not with us anymore, but I know he'd be smiling for sure. And my grandmother would be too. I think that we do all have sort of a path and we choose whether or not we want to step into that responsibility. And I, I can say that there was certainly, I think a certain level of compulsion to get out and serve and to be a part of making a difference. Really those who show up, those are the ones that decide our future. Need, need more of that, don't we? Now, this is your first legislative session. So has the experience lived up to the expectation? I think it's been better than I expected. Okay. Right? There's, uh, there is so much opportunity to learn. You get, the, you get introduced to topics that outside of the legislature, you wouldn't have an opportunity to, to engage with for the most part. And you deep dive on things in your committees. So I'm on the local government c- committee. I'm on transportation. And I'm in state administration, which are all areas that I certainly, because of my work, have touched into. However, you start to look at legislation and how problems are solved mm-hmm. and really all the different facets that feed into those community, those uh, committees, and you become a subject matter expert in those areas. And then you look at you know balancing and, and trying to find a way to represent not just 10,000 people, but generally as a group, how do we create solutions for all the people in Montana? Right. It's a really neat experience and there's a ton of energy in the building. So I'm a super extrovert or an ultra extrovert, I would say. Well, I really feed on all the energy that's buzzing in the building. Okay. And so here, you know, what I'm curious about too is because of the way our legislature works here and when there's a session, it's hyperspeed. What's that's that right. been like? <laughs> 90 days. Uh, you know, it, 
It's funny. I think we in the Flathead Valley actually train for an experience such as this because we have summers in the Flathead and they're similar. I always call <laughs> right. it right, 60 Friday nights in a row. And it's kind of like that at the legislature. Um, you're going anywhere between 10 and 16 hours a day. Uh, show up at the Capitol at seven in the morning between seven and nine and you're there till five, six, seven o'clock at night. Uh, and actually, as we get down to sort of the main deadlines, uh, the the, the transmittal break, which we're at right now, those days turn into, you know, might be there till eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. And then oftentimes you're going out to events because really the relationship piece of this is incredibly important. That's how we get a lot of the work done is through being able to listen and learn in an informal format as well. Okay. Well, let's jump into the legislation. I know you're involved in a lot of bills that are making headway in the session. Let's start with education. You're sponsoring HB 257, which focuses on revising laws related to the Advanced Opportunity Programs. What can you tell me about that and and how it supports the state's educational system? Right. So this program is designed to promote opportunities that are outside the brick and mortar of the school, but are still managed and overseen by our schools. And it provides funding that would cover out-of-pocket costs a family would otherwise incur if their student wanted to pursue an opportunity. So to give you an example, uh, we have a program here in the Flathead that our school has embraced called Build Montana. We all know we need more housing. We all know that we need to build out our infrastructure and roads. We need the people to do that. And our kids need great jobs where they can afford to live here. Build Montana is the marriage of those. So Build Montana provides our students with the opportunity to go over, say, to a John Deere dealership, and then to actually go out and work in the construction field with some of our contractors. To do that, um, they might need any variety of things that don't aren't textbooks they would normally get issued at school, right? They might need steel-toed boots. Uh, they're definitely going to need um, you know, work clothes, that kind of thing that they might not already have. And this program allows the schools to work with their parents and the student to identify those out-of-pocket cost needs and to submit to this program and be reimbursed for those costs. So it provides sort of a, it ensures that every student has access to the best possible education for their aptitudes and interests. Have you checked out WorkforceFlathead.com? Workforce Flathead is a collaboration between local education, business, and government partners to connect students, businesses, and employers with each other. WorkforceFlathead.com is a custom-built online home for all things workforce in the Flathead Valley. You'll find business and education resources, jobs and job fair information, links to apprenticeships, and a whole lot more. There's even a library of locally produced career videos, perfect for students and job seekers, to introduce them to career paths in northwest Montana. To learn more, visit WorkforceFlathead.com today. So also related to education, you're a sponsor of HB 91, which enhances uh, state aid for public libraries. I'm a big reader, so I I love libraries. I've always, you know, I've got a stack of 100 books on my to-read bookshelf here at home, um, which makes my wife roll her eyes once in a while. But what's the outline of this bill and why is it important? Absolutely. So let's talk about why it's important first. Mm -hmm. Um, It's important because we have to ensure that all ages, but particularly the next generation, has access to the information that they need to be informed, to be great citizens, and to continue to educate themselves as as they see fit, right? That's, Mm -hmm. That's a right that all Americans have. And so our libraries are a key resource for that, regardless of your socioeconomic status, the library is open to all. And so ensuring that 
those libraries are funded and that they're open and available is really important, I think, to the to the representative republic that we have. And for me, I know I fell in love with reading when I was, well, really early on, but probably nine or 10, I fell in love with Walter Far- Farley and his Black, Black Stallion series. Okay. And I read my way through that series. But I'll tell you what, my family did not have the money to have, bought, to have purchased every one of those books. My dad was an educator and we were, you know, we were living on a lean budget. So because I developed that love of reading, it really fed into becoming a communications professional, which ultimately provided me with the platform and tools that I needed to serve in the legislature. And I would really target that right back to literacy and to being informed. That's why I think it's important that we're supporting our libraries. And so this as, bill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as a, as a, one of my favorite teachers, my fifth grade teacher was my mom. She had she had a sign in, in her classroom that said, readers are leaders. That's right. And I think that still applies, right? Regardless of yep. your age. Yep. So for, and absolutely, because our kids are, are really, they're being informed right now on Xbox and TikTok. Yeah. And I think that as a society, if we do not prioritize things like libraries, we're telling our kids, that's fine. Go ahead. Keep going down that road. So yeah. we need to have places where they actually come and have to talk to somebody to get information. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and to learn how to shake somebody's hand and check out a book and uh, do some research. That's really valuable. So, yeah. you know, and that's also valuable if you're an adult, right? That's There are people who are getting access to internet services for searching for jobs or, or informing and educating themselves or getting tools or looking back at historical events, any variety of things. I think it's incredibly important. So the way the bill works right now, it's an existing program and it's existed for decades. Um, but we are looking, <laughs> interestingly, at an investment individually of 40 cents per person right now per year that goes to the local library. And we are looking to bump that up to 50 cents per person per year. I'd say that's a pretty good use of our dime. Not not bad. Not, not bad. bad. I'm in. Yeah, me too. So I want to get on the exit ramp there and shift gears to talk about transportation. See what I did there? My my kids would kick me for that. I one, love a corny pun, please. I, I couldn't I couldn't resist. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, you've you've had a a lot of experiences. You mentioned you talked about being involved in public transportation initiatives through the company's work, the Big Sky Public Relations work, as well as being part of the Kalispell Chamber in support of several highway programs that facilitate transportation throughout the Flathead. Talk to me a little bit about HB two sixty seven known as the SAFER Act. And by the way, congratulations. I understand Governor Gianforte signed that last week. Yeah, so that was a big first day for our freshmen, right? A big first. So um, we're all really excited about the SAFER Act. I want to start by just saying that the Chamber, I think, is one of the most robust and active advocates of infrastructure and transportation here in the Valley. And that's so incredibly important. They They were strongly behind... Uh, the improvements on our bypass and West Reserve. And we know mm-hmm. going, getting where you need to go safely and efficiently is, I think that's a Montana value. Honestly, people do not want to spend their lives stuck in traffic here in the Flathead. And that's a big part of why I decided to uh, sponsor the Safer Act. One is my background, but two is quality of life. I grew up here in the Flathead. I can see we're going to grow. And if mm-hmm. we don't invest in infrastructure and our roadways and making sure that things are to the standards they need to be for the population base, we're all going to be it, I, we're going to be stuck in traffic. And I think there's better ways to spend time in Montana. So, the Safer Act is a hundred million dollar fund that okay. will provide state match dollars on one time only federal grants, like we received for West Reserve or the bypass, 
um, and what's called the August redistribution dollars. So amazingly, there are states that don't use their entire transportation budget from the federal government every year. And those dollars go back into a pool that other states can actually apply for. Montana is one we use every dollar. We have thousands and thousands of miles of roadway and very few people. Mm -hmm. So we use every dollar we get, and then we could put more to work. This match fund will allow us to go and leverage more of that money. We believe over the next five to seven years, the $100 million we put in this fund will be turned into $750 to $850 million of roadway work, um, highways, bridges, and safety projects across the state of Montana. All good for every aspect of the local economy. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, all this is really great information and important for people to be aware of. I know you've been involved in just a lot of legislation this session. And what those couple of bills that we just talked about just scratches the surface. So is there anything else that you're working on that you'd like people to know about? Well, like we talked about, every bill is... uh... They're like children. They're all my favorites. Right. Um, and they matter because they they address different things that I've heard from the community. So I spent hundreds of hours out knocking on doors and the ideas that I was able to bring forth, I have to say, I can't take credit. The ideas that I'm carrying are from the people and they're for the people. And so a lot, I care a lot about all of them. I have a community safety package of three different bills and just a high, high level on those. The first one is going to provide for our auxiliary officers. Those are volunteer officers who are highly trained and work under the authority in the Flathead Valley of our sheriff. Okay. Um, they provide 10,000 hours of community service. It will allow them to, to carry a weapon they're trained on and they're authorized to carry in the case that they need to defend themselves because they're in uniform out and serving in this capacity. And right now the law doesn't really allow for anything. There's a lot of gray area. So that provides for that. The second is an update on a law that was carried by Representative Frank Garner, who is my predecessor, and it provided electronic monitoring of those who are awaiting trial for a felony assault charge. And what this law, the cleanup on this great law does is it provides for the victims um, to opt into this monitoring as well. So they can get a direct ping if, say, this person who has allegedly assaulted them is coming within the, uh, a close area of their home, their work, um, and they're not supposed to be there. So that's a safety piece. It also cleans mm-hmm. up some things around notifications to the county attorneys. And my last is a mandatory minimum sentencing for anybody who is trafficking fentanyl. And the really key piece here is we, I work closely with the DOJ and narcotics to ensure that we're not accidentally looping people in who have maybe an addiction or who are using. This is the people who are profiting off of the death and the destruction of Montanans and who are doing so intentionally. And so we want to make sure that they know if they're going to sell fentanyl in Montana or send them to prison. What about, you know, we talked uh, in our last episode with Erica Wordala about the liquor license legislation that's going through. What can you tell us about that? that? You know, I it's I have to give full credit to Representative Buttry. This idea, I came to him with a problem and he created a solution. And it's essentially a floating liquor license lease that allows liquor licenses that are not currently being used in the county. We have 20 that are sort of floating around out there that aren't being leveraged. Um, but we have a county that's actually growing faster than the city. And because of that, there's a ton of pressure on the restaurants and to provide for everybody in the county. And so we need a few more good restaurants in the area. This will provide a lease license, which means I'm a business owner. I can lease the license, but it's not an asset that I can sell to somebody else. And that protects anybody else who actually owns a liquor license and could sell it as an asset. So okay. while it's not the long-term solution, it's a nice interim improvement. 
Okay. As we kind of get to our wrap up point here, what I would like to know, and this is the crystal ball question we ask everybody, uh, is your vision for the next five years. Um, I'm kind of curious to hear about what your vision is because you are serving an office now for, for the business, Big Sky Public Relations, and what your vision for uh, Kalispell in the Valley is. Well, my vision for the Kalispell, did I tell you about the magic eight ball that I just purchased? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I can answer the hard questions with confidence. You know, you asked a few questions there. I I think for me, I plan to continue to serve in this role as long as the people will have me uh, serving in Helena. That's something that I've seen a lot of value in and I really enjoy my team with my company. I will continue to provide the CEO um, services. But the truth is I decided to run for office at this season because I work with a lot of very smart women, smarter than me, and they don't need me to oversee them um, except for, you know, a lot of the business guidance at this point. So I'm looking to create more opportunities for them uh, through business opportunities to grow that business. And that'll be a focus for me over the next uh, three to five years is just expanding that business and providing the services we do um, in our neighboring states. We found that there's a lot of demand for it. So, and that really is about also just creating more mobility and opportunity for the employees within our our company as well. For the community of Kalispell, I think we have to be very realistic. Um, The latest study, the growth study that the city council looked at says we're going to see 50,000 more people move in here. Now, as to whether or not they're all coming in the next five years, I don't think so. Uh, Let's hope not that uh, we need to certainly get infrastructure. But the reality is this area is going to grow. And as a fifth generation resident of the Flathead, I know change is hard. I know that it's hard to see some of our open spaces um, built up. I also know it's really important that we provide Montanans with an opportunity to have housing here. Because if we do not have housing here, if we do not have infrastructure here, it's not the folks that are moving here that are going to get pushed out. It is the people who have lived and loved this place their whole lives who are going to have to find another place to go. So for me, I think it's really important we're intentionally creating more housing opportunities. Um, we're taking care of our infrastructure and we are, you know, preparing for hustle the silver lining that comes with this growth, right? They're going to potentially be higher wage jobs. There's going to be new opportunities. The professional opportunities that are available to me now were not available to me here 20 years ago as a young professional graduating. And so our students have more options to pursue their passions and, and um, take advantage of their skills. And I think we need to look at that too. Nice. Anything else before we wrap up? I forgot to mention the adoption tax credit. It's my oh, other favorite. Okay. Show. I okay. would hate for it to feel left out. Uh, so just, just for any families out there who are considering growing their family through adoption, we are working on passing an adoption tax credit that will provide a $5,000 refundable tax credit. So that means whether you paid $5,000 in or not, we, you'll get a $5,000 credit. That's if you're a private, privately adopting. If you're adopting for a Montana foster care system and there are 450 ch- children or so waiting for families, you'll receive a $7,500 tax credit. And that is That's per awesome. child. So, yep, per child, it's a one-time only and it happens all in the, in the year that you file. So uh, we want to support those families who are ensuring that our kids have a, a bright future. Right. Uh, really important because, you know, kids that are in that system that age out of it, the story doesn't end well for them typically. So it's an important thing. It's a benefit to everybody, right? First and foremost, it's a benefit to that child and ensuring that they have the opportunity for a hope and a future. 
Functionally, it is a practical financial relief for Montana taxpayers. So while this person is getting a tax credit, this is one of the unique tax credits that I think creates an, an immediate benefit for Montana taxpayers as well. That's a child who isn't in the system mm-hmm. in the same way. And a child who from the long term is far less likely to become incarcerated, have mental health issues at the same level, or, you know, potentially to have an un, unplanned for pregnancy. So yeah. we look at, you know, the trajectory of a child's life. It could be dramatically changed through adoption in a positive awesome. way. Awesome. So Courtney, thanks again for joining us today for this conversation and updating us on all the things that are going on in, in the session uh, this year. And you know what? Thank you so much for your service. Um, more people need to step up and get involved as you have. So good luck in the legislature and with all of the bills that you're pushing through and, and supporting. Um, And thanks to all our listeners as well for listening to this episode of Venture Boldly, the podcast of the Discover Kalispell Chamber. I'd love to hear your thoughts about today's topic and about the podcast in general. You can listen at kalispellchamber.com forward slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can reach us via the contact page at kalispellchamber.com or via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kalispell Chamber. I'm your host, Drew Zagorski. She's Representative Courtney Sprunger. Venture Boldly, friends. Appearance on the Venture Boldly podcast does not constitute an endorsement of goods or services. The Venture Boldly podcast is a production of the Discover Kalispell Chamber and is produced by the Chamber in partnership with Left Brain, Right Brain Marketing. You can find the Discover Kalispell Chamber at kalispellchamber.com and Left Brain, Right Brain Marketing at lbrbm.com.